go. Episode 98 of Slam City, guys. Raymar Humans and Mac on a breezy day in New York City. It's the cold is coming, man. You know that meme that everybody always talks about when it, you know, it gets colder. Winter is coming <laughs> from Game of Thrones. <laughs> It's funny in Game of Thrones that winter, it took like five seasons for winter to finally come. Mm. They were talking about this is like season one, I remember. And then it finally took like five seasons, oh, it finally came winter. But remember the the whole catch is that winter can show up and last for like years. And then that's what they were afraid of, they, like yeah. it will last for years or something like that. Yeah. I'm on season six already, so I'm getting close to like... I've watched the, them all. You watched them all? Watched them all. So I, I, just, I got sick like in a, in a week, I got like a strep throat. Yeah. And I was just, just watch the whole my, thing. I was just my butt for like the whole week. And I just, Damn. I just power watched through everything. I have this prediction that Jon Snow and the Targaryen girl like, end up together or something. Okay, we'll it, keep watching. It's like a because I feel like it's like a build up from both characters. Like both of them were just like a bunch of nobodies in season one, kind of, and then they had these little roles, and then they finally like had something now that's like keep, they keep growing and something. You had the princess, and I guess he's the prince or something, John, whatever. But no, I, I was just it. depressed when John died, when I saw him die, because mm-hmm. I was really sad. I'm like, oh, they killed this guy. Oh, they kill everybody off in this show. Really, it's mm-hmm. like really that. Like they kill everybody. I remember when Rob Snow died. Um, my girlfriend was really depressed. <laughs> Speaking Be- of depression. Yeah, taking of depression. Speaking of people dying and, and things being depressing. Yeah. We saw our uh, Yankees hopes die this weekend. You know, the thing about the this Yankees is that they really got to stop with analytical stuff. That is really destroying your team overall. Because game three was an embarrassment. I understand they lost 16-1. But the fact of the matter is that they skipped, they sticked with a script in game three saying oh if this happens this happens whatever then we take him out put this picture in like some of the stuff that they do is all analytical and then it questions yourself why are you even a manager in baseball i mean baseball every team pretty much does the same thing kind of they Mm -hmm. stick to the analytics they have this book they tell you their percentages oh you take this person out whatever after three whatever you take him out you put a reliever in or whatever and that's kind of what's killing baseball in the first place because you seeing averages going down. Everybody's batting like 250, 240, but you see the home run going up. But you're seeing the strikeout count go up too, and you don't see a lot of stealing bases. But the fact that matters, the Yankees they had they're like a home run or bust team, but they've been a home run or bust team for a long time. That's why they keep getting out in the postseason so early. Is that they rely so much on the home run, mm-hmm. and if you're gonna win a championship, you gotta be more balanced. You can't just be about all about the home runs, all about. Oh, you know, if I hit this three-run shot, we're gonna win the game, or or his bases loaded, I'm trying to hit it out. And you gotta learn a situation like right. Game four was was a perfect example in the ninth inning when they had like bases loaded and and Gary Hendricks was up and he was trying to hit. He had a good at bat, but he tried to hit a home run. He was this close, or whatever. He didn't even try to at least squeeze out a single or a double to keep the train rolling or anything. That's why you look at the past championships, the World Series. It's been. Kansas City Royals that won a championship, the Houston Astros that won a championship, the Chicago mm-hmm. Cubs that won a championship, all these small market teams that won a championship, but they all don't have this analytical stuff. They follow it, but not fully. They, they're either a team that likes to grind out for hits or try to steal bases, you play small ball, and you compare it to these other teams that play the long ball, you see that why they're in the playoffs right now, the Houston Astros and the other teams that have been there too. They play small ball. They could play, they're complete offense. They could play small ball, they could play long ball, they can steal the bases, they can do walks and everything, and the Yankees don't do that. That's why they lost. That's I couldn't even watch, to be honest. Like, I, baseball is the kind of game that you watch through your fingers. Yeah. 
I couldn't I couldn't keep up with the tension. It was just killing me. And then when I finally like checked back in and saw that they had, like they were down by one, I was like, oh okay, great. Yeah, no but then they lost and they got a but then round they actually out. Lost by one, and mm-hmm. it was like yikes. Yeah, but I feel like they didn't. The, the analytics will tell you, and this is why I hate analytics, that when Kemba was closing for the Boston Red Sox, you should have put him in that situation because he struggles against the Yankees. And I don't know why they put him in. So some of some of it is gut, and some is analytics. But you got to understand that in general, every sport is about to be analytical. Football will be the same thing at some point. Basketball is already on that path already with the three-point shot. Mm-hmm. And basically just threes and dunks and no mid-range shots. But you look at like what happened in Houston Rockets too. They were so three point heavy and it was about the paint. No mid range shots. They lost to Golden State. And that's why right. Golden State adjusted because after that, that loss to LeBron the second time they got Durant, they were like, We can't just be a three point shooting team. team. Right. They have to be more balanced, out. like Durant's a mid range shot or, or Stephen Curry Clay gotta take more mid range shots. And and Durant driving. That helps out too. Yeah, he's exposing everybody. Like he making he getting the pass to somebody for open three, or maybe they cut to the basket. And because like, you don't know which way they're gonna go, like you can't be, you can freeze the defense. You can't be so one dimensional in, in any team. In, like, any in sport. baseball, yeah, same any thing. Sport. You can't be a home run team and thinking you're gonna work in the postseason because you can do that against the weaker teams, but against the great teams, that great pitching, you're not gonna home, hit home runs. Imagine, like that. imagine a boxer who only knew how to throw a right hand, or just knew how to just do power punches and no 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 jabs, no jabs at all, no footwork. Basically, just like I'm just power my way through yeah at some point you're gonna get beaten by somebody who's faster than you who's struck who's who's a lot elusive than you footwork wise it's like i know it's probably like a weird analogy but you know you ever saw in dragon ball z when when um <laughs> when trunks try to pump his muscles up in against the cell saga 100 percent do not know that oh you remember that well no, what's the I'm thing what uh what he basically like so vegeta figure out a way to I guess at the time he sent a super sand, but he basically just buffed up his muscles so he looked like whatever. Then Trunks tried to do the same thing. And then Cell was telling him, basically, this is a villain, saying, well, you can't catch up to me because you're all buffed up. So right. you, you can you could, you'd be all buffed up, but you can't catch up to me, and I still could hit you or whatever. It's the same thing, like, in, in sports, too. Like, you know, you could do uh, all... Com- the- compare it to, um... Compare, compare it to, uh... I mean, I, I like the fight. I like fight analogies. Like yeah. if you get if you get a dude who can only throw kicks, okay. It's like Rocky. Even, be, even better. No, Rocky. No, even better. Rocky three. Floyd Mayweather. Oh, Floyd. Oh yeah, that's a good. Floyd example. Mayweather yeah. hasn't knocked anybody out. But like, he's he has one knockout in like his last 10, 12, something crazy ridiculous number of fights against Ortiz. Yeah. He hasn't knocked anybody flat out like out cold in a minute, or just beaten somebody so bad that they stopped the fight. All his fights go the distance. And he's fighting people with amazing power punches, like amazing power punches. They can't touch him. Mm-hmm. They can't put a hand on him enough to do any damage. Yeah. And he wins all the fights. And he basically... <laughs> Bless you. Thank you. He basically just beats them up the entire fight for the entire round, and they just get super frustrated that they can't touch him. Yeah. That's what happens when, you, you know, when, you, when you're diverse, when you find another way to win. Which and, is what Golden State did. Yeah. Which is what Floyd Mayweather did. Once he didn't have his p- power punching anymore, he found another way to win. It's about adjusting. It's what the Yankees have to do. They don't adjust. It's what the Giants need to do. <laughs> Instead of blaming Eli like this is somehow all Eli's fault, I don't know what the... You know what? I, I'm going to go... This is as far as I'm going to go as far as the Giants are concerned because it's really frustrating me. All this like Eli's canceled and Eli sucks and blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. This is as far as I'm going to go. 
if Eli is indeed done, because he's 37. I don't think he's done. I, no, no, no. I'm not. Let me finish this. Yeah. If he's done, because 37 is traditionally when quarterbacks slow down a little bit. Not in this time era, though. I, I, that's why I said traditionally. Yeah, yeah. If he's done, it's the Giants' fault that he's done. If sure. he's done, they did it to him. Like, they pushed him over the cliff where I think he could have had at least another three more years in him. I think Eli could have played till he was 40. He's never been, like, seriously, seriously injured. He's never sat out, like, a whole season. Mm-hmm. I think the way he was going, he could have played till 40. And comfortably, comfortably, like, still a very, very good quarterback. Mm-hmm. And the fact that he looked terrible against Philly. But every, like you said, there's no adjustments. Everybody knows how to get to him now. Mm-hmm. Everybody, everybody sees what it is. You can't blame Eric Flowers for this. <laughs> I don't know why he was the only person catching blame in the first place. I the know. entire offensive line is bad. G- like none of them are interested in doing their jobs. None of them. If I was the coach, I'd spend a whole practice. Everybody else go sit down and drink lemonade. Eli, take a couple snaps. Whatever you want to do to make yourself oh, comfortable. Uh, Saquon and and uh, I don't know. Saquon and number 13, y'all go have a race. Like, this foot race. Let's see who wins. Let's see who's fastest. Whatever. I just feel like this is all Odell's fault in some ways because he kept blabbering, especially to the media and stuff like, oh, this team is struggling, this and that. We got to figure it out. And basically, when he was in that interview saying, oh, well, we don't really throw over the top or any of that stuff. Maybe he was calling on Eli saying he can't throw deep passes at all and they're just doing short passes. But I, I felt like even if you had somebody else's quarterback for this position, it would have been the same situation. It would have been like, oh, he can't throw. Is it rookie quarterback? Let's put Eli back in the, in the team. Because there's no time to throw a deep pass. Really you have to, I don't know how fast Odell Beckham thinks he is, but he would have to break into a sprint and run as fast as he could and wherever he gets to is where the ball's got to go. Mm-hmm. And it's not going to be that far down. The, he won't be that far down the field before Eli is on his back. Like, Eli literally has to let the ball go in seconds. He's got... I watched the Dallas game the other day. Like, oh, just the highlights and, yeah. and whatnot. They were showing Dak Prescott missing a bunch of throws. Like, just being an inaccurate passer. Yeah. Yo, he was in the pocket forever. Yeah, he was. He was back in there chilling. Like, I'm sitting there looking at him like, oh, my God. I, how does he have all this time? Now I understand why. Now, see, if Dak Prescott has the kind of time he has and he's still missing passes and, like, the ball is sailing over people's yeah. heads, okay, that's the fault of the quarterback. If Eli had that kind of time in the pocket and he just wasn't landing, yeah, okay, yeah, I get it. Makes 100% sense. But, dude, dude, he'd have to be Michael Vick. To get out of there, you have to be Patrick Mahomes basically. To get out of there, yeah. yeah. Try to make those throws. You have to start running from the door. By the way, Patrick Mahomes, I believe, is Michael Vick 2.0. Just saying. I 100% agree with that. I'm just saying, except this time he's actually accurate with the ball and is very decisive quickly and he can run around and stuff still and make plays. Michael Vick's done that too, but he's not really accurate with the ball. He just has an arm, but this guy could actually has accuracy and the arm. And he could have been a pitcher too, like his dad. I've seen those highlights. He's he's getting it in. (laughs) He, I think somebody said he threw like 100 plus yards or something in practice and he looked like it was easy. Like he just like flicked it. Oh, he's, got a, he's got a cannon. He's got an arm. I think he might have the most talented arm in the league probably. He's got a cannon. It's, I, it's, it's, not, just the, it's not just the throwing power. It's the accuracy. The too. accuracy too. That's what I'm saying. Like when those short passes come through, they're like bullets. That's like Michael Vick combined with Tom Brady or something where they like 
have the speed to run around and have the accuracy and make plays no, and no, throw I, it up. I give that to, to Aaron Rodgers. Or, Aaron, or it could be like an Aaron Rodgers He's upgrade. Got that Aaron yeah, that's Rodgers true. Yeah, accuracy. That's true. And Aaron, so Aaron, Aaron is known to thread the needle. The league is in good hands then when the other people are gone, obviously. Mm-hmm. You still have Patrick Mahomes. Hopefully Sam Darn for the Jets becomes great too. So it looks like good. it. It looks like it. You get, well, that, get him past his rookie season. I feel like because he has nothing to work with. He has right. seven touchdowns and like six interceptions, but like he literally has nothing to work with. Whereas Baker Mayfield, the Browns are winning games, but he only has like three touchdowns, three picks, and he has a lot of things to work, work with. with. He has right. a running game, he has a defense. Just have like what? They just have a, a young defense and barely a good offense. That's why I make the same case for him if he was on the Giants right now. If he was starting, it would have been the same problem too. Yeah. Then everybody would have been like, oh, why did we draft a quarterback? Or, oh, why didn't we just start Eli or something? You know how fans will be like, oh, let's just start Eli now because he's just struggling like crazy or something like that. They had a um, Max Kellerman on ESPN suggested that they go get uh, Colin Kaepernick. Yeah, you saw that. Oh my gosh, like, I think that's just being desperate right now. I mean, why would you set him up for such a loss? What, why would you get Kaepernick? It'll be the same problem too. That's my point. Like I, Kaepernick might as, be out after the first game. As much as I want Kaepernick to get a job, not with the Giants. Not, no, not with that offensive line. No, like yeah. he's not gonna volunteer to get a job and get killed. Yeah, I I don't do not want him to. Th- I like to fight. I'm not gonna volunteer to spar against Conor McGregor. Like that's ridiculous. Yeah, when they kill. Like you gotta understand something, man. Thursday night football. That game was depressing to watch. Yeah. To see him get blown out like that. It was done after the first half, basically. Yeah. The, the Eagles, season's over now. I mean, are the Giants even a good team anymore? Like, are they even a good offensive they defensive got, they, team? Not, not with that. The defense isn't bad. Well, they um, gave the, up. The, the, yeah, the defense. No, they just bad. gave up. They're not as bad as it is, but they just gave up. They're like, oh, the offense can't score. What's the point of playing hard? Whatever, right. yo, it's over. Yeah, they started phoning it. I mean, St. Carl Barkley's great, no question about it. So is but, Odell Beckham. But he's great with the, with a bad offensive line. Just think about if he had a good offensive line. He'd probably be better. And Odell, too, would stop complaining about not getting the ball or trying to go over the top or I, whatever. If I'm Eli, I'm just like, okay, what exactly do you expect me to do? Just throw it deep every time I get like, picked off. <laughs> right? are, you watching, are you watching the film? I know. You're not there by the time I'm risking being tackled. You're not there. Mm-hmm. You're not deep. You not, you're not running that fast. I'm being tackled in seconds. I'm getting sacked in the space of seconds. Yeah. I know, that's what what exactly do you expect me to do? How, how much time do you think I need to fling a football downfield? You won't be... I can fling it. I can get the ball and just throw it as hard as I could and, and throw it right off. down. Yeah, you wouldn't be there when it got down there. Nobody nobody would be there. The other team would be there. And then Odell has the audacity to actually leave before this first half was over. Yeah, that was, that was real corny. And just like, oh, because he's frustrated, I guess, or whatever. But then he, he also, when they, when they score, when they finally score... He got all frustrated in the sideline against the air conditioner, whatever thing, and he saw it on camera. Like, he's just doing things on purpose and to say, oh, don't look at me and this and that. But you, your, like, attitude and your actions are what causing you to be looked at by everybody on TV mm-hmm. and by the media. So you can start, you could complain about it, but unless you start changing your attitude and stop being a diva, which is most receivers now these days are, they're going to be the one that's going to be, oh, it's your fault or you're the leader, but Odell's not really a leader, too. No, that's Odell's not. A leader A leader went and walk off. Now that, a leader would stop complaining about things. You know, you got to be more professional about it. That is that is why the Patriots have never gotten a, a deal with receiver other than Randy Moss. But after that, they just got rid of him. And then mm-hmm. they just have receivers this day. Like, just 
hard-working receivers and Gronkowski and mm. running backs to, by committee and an offensive line that's okay. Okay is the word. And yet they still win Super Bowls because you have a coach and you have a defense that mm-hmm. just continuously becomes better every year, basically. Or at least becomes consistent when it's time to be consistent. Right. That's the formula for the Patriots. That's why they're, they're a dynasty. They're, they're basically just defense. Let's pay, let's pay the defensive players. Let's not pay too much to the offensive players. And we'll work from there because we have a good quarterback. That makes it work. Defense first. But the Giants, they need like everything to work for them. They need an offensive line. They need a defensive they're, they're line. They're fine. Everything. They're fine. I think. I actually think the defense could hold it down. They, they could, but they just gave up because they know this offense can score. I, and I wouldn't try and get beat up. Either, yeah. Yeah. Just because the offense can't score, I'm not gonna risk my, you yeah, know, stop like whatever. Them for what? Like exactly for what? Like I'm gonna, I'm gonna go head up with everybody over here just to like walk off the field all beat up, bruised up, kill myself for a season that you know I'm trying to figure what? out next season at this point. What should the Giants do now moving forward? Because they're one in five right now. Pretty much the season's done. I mean, unless they figure out a way to win ten straight games, which is not gonna happen, the season's pretty much done. What can they do though this season? It's the tank? same thing. Yeah, tank and go get an offensive line together. Or maybe just get a quarterback finally. Because it looks like it's time to move on from Eli according to reports now. I don't buy that. I mean, how how long is this contract for? Until next year. It's one more year. Play his contract out. You still draft a quarterback, I think. Play his contract out. Draft one next year. Yeah, draft. I think it's some guy from Alabama or I think Clemson. But one of those other quarterbacks are good. So they draft one of those quarterbacks. But the problem is they could draft a quarterback. But they still need to get a line. That's that. <laughs> I wouldn't. I'm not high on drafting a quarterback. Like to be honest, and quarterbacks I, come come and go. I'd be spending some money. I'd definitely be spending some money on that line. You have to fix the line. This is why you should have traded for Teddy Bridgewater when you had the chance, though. But the Giants are really interested in trading for Teddy Bridgewater, which is that's, interesting. That's like just one guy. But at least he's you a backup. How many people on the offensive line? At any six, four or five, I think four, five, six around there. I think, like, I think, I want to say six. I so could be wrong. It's like four or five. All of them need to go. Yeah. You need to completely end the coaching. Oh wait, wait, wait! I do it right now. Left guard, left tackle, center, center right, right guard, guard right, right tackle, five. That five. Five okay. plus the tight end sometimes to block if you have a blocking tight end. So it's not, it's not bad, but they still yeah they need to like change everything. I scrap all five of them. I literally fire all five of them and get rid of the coach and figure it out. Actually, you get rid I, of the coach after one year. The defensive coach. Okay. I don't get rid of Pastor Sherman yet. Dude, I think he's calling people out at least. Do and, something like no, not the head coach, but like whoever. Do okay for if if not him. If if it's not the defensive coordinator, the offensive coordinator, the offensive coordinator. Excuse me. If it's not him going. Then he needs to. Then he needs to be the one that fires all five of those guys, and goes to get somebody else because they've single-handedly, in my opinion, cost the Giants this season. They're one and five though. I know he's basically or because they lost to the division foe. But Eli getting up off the off the grass, looking like you know, what just hit me. I think he just got punch drunk, as Stephen A. Smith could describe. He's scared. He's scared out of his mind. Well, when you've been hit for the past six years with no line, I think at some point it's gonna be in your head. Why do you think? And also, why do you think he always falls down so somebody feels pressure? Because he doesn't want to end up like his brother. Which is what, what? Victor Cruz said. Yeah. He's looking over it. Like those few seconds, 
He's too busy looking over his left and looking over his right. It's like it's like he doesn't want to end up like his brother, where he falls down or he got injured and he personally didn't play for like a year because of neck injury and stuff like that. Nobody wants to end up like that. No, Payne Man. That's why every, every time we saw Payne Man's last year, which was like awful itself because he couldn't even throw the ball really well or do anything. He every, every time we saw somebody about to hit him, he just went down. He didn't want to get hit or anything. Which is what you do. And Tom Brady, same thing. If Tom Brady gets pressure, he falls down. He's not going to try to get hit. Do. Yeah. Same thing with Drew Brees. And shout out to Drew Brees for breaking the passing records. I mean, that was pretty great for him to do. And very inspiring to say to his kids that, if you you know, you can do anything in this world if you're willing to work for it and everything. Because this guy's like six feet, small quarterback. And yet he broke the passing record and has an all-time completion percentage, too. Which is pretty dope. For a small guy. And it's inspiring to see that you can work hard for anything that you do in life and and eventually something good will happen out of it. So you just got to keep grinding and everything. But, yeah. yeah. I don't know how much I believe that, but... Well, you think it's just luck? No, not not for him. I just don't like that. Uh, I've, I've gotten... I've gotten annoyed at that entire cliche line. You can do whatever you want if you work really hard for it. I don't, I don't necessarily you get believe lucky that. And I, don't think you should, I don't think you should sell kids to that. I, I think you should sell that to kids. I think, I think he, it should be more along the lines of... You can do whatever you want that you're good at if you work hard for it. And you get lucky, too. Because sometimes, sometimes it's mostly luck, too. See, I, I feel this way. If, if I'm a fighter, right, mm-hmm. I could train all day, every day. Mm-hmm. That's true. Floyd Mayweather is still going to beat me. You either have it or you don't have it. You know why? Because he's God-gifted. He, he, he's a genius. He's a prodigy. He's not supposed to be able to do the things that he does. His instincts are second to none. His hit versus get-hit ratio is otherworldly. Like, he does things that you're just not supposed to be able to do. Yeah. Michael Jordan. God-gifted. God-gifted. LeBron James. God-gifted. God-gifted. Like, there are certain people where you look at them and go, Hey, man, how come he is... He can do that. Jerry Rice, God gifted. God gifted. You see what I'm saying? Aaron Rodgers, Alex, God gifted. Alex Rodriguez, God gifted. Derek Jeter, not God gifted. He just works hard. But he worked does. hard. So he, he worked he, hard, he, yeah. Now, he was great. He was great. But he had a good fit around him. He had the Yankees. He had a good roster around him. And he that's the benefit of hard work, but he was also good at it. You think what I mean? He was yeah. good. He was good at baseball, and then he worked at it, and he became. And he great. had a good situation. Like he had a good team around him. But too. then there are yeah. dudes. But then there are dudes who are good at football, right? Mm-hmm. And they work hard at it, and they become great, and then they run into somebody who's God gifted and worked hard at it, and became otherworldly like became something else but is tom brady really god no tom get he's tom brady exception. is great yeah he's an exception like he tom, just works tom hard. brady is great he is an example of being good at football and then really working hard sticking to the fundamentals working hard on the fundamentals right that's, but that's what if you put if you put aaron Rodgers and tom brady oh well, yeah it's, it's something yeah. different yeah kobe bryant god gifted He's he's I'm got God he's, gifted. no he's God gifted and he works he works hard super at it. Yeah, hard. he works hard but he's also next level because you can't be forty years old and drop sixty in your retirement game and not be God gifted all those buzzer beaters all those clutch shots like he's doing what God meant for him to Kevin do. Durant God gifted I think I think Kevin Durant is athletically gifted Stephen Curry's not God gifted no he's but, just but, hard but he's he's ah. Uh, He's a hard worker. You though. know what? He might he might have a gift. The way to hit to shots shoot the like ball, that. but that's hard work though. That takes a not lot from of that time. Distance. Not from that distance. Clay, 
I mean, Clay was never a shooter out of college. Clay, Clay's not shooting the same distance as Steph. But he's not. He was never a shooter in college. No, I think Clay works really hard. Yeah. I think Steph is God given. Draymond is the same thing. God. I think. I think, I think he works he hard. Works super hard. Yeah. I think he doesn't because Draymond doesn't have any one skill that's off the hook. He's just all around. He's just an all around yeah. hard working. I will outwork you, run you into the ground, dude. Poor thing is. You know, it remains to be seen. I'm not but sure. But he's yet. seven three. I mean, that's got to be. Well, he's not. He's got it. He's got a natural advantage. But if he works really hard at it, that kind of guy. Then he's going to be great. Dribbling the ball. But I, I don't think he'll ever be as good a shooter as Steph. Anthony Davis. He's guy gifted. James Harden. He's special. He, he's there's something else. Westbrook is guy gifted. He's athletically gifted. Uh, okay. You know, there's like little. Yeah. There's little. See. See, there's certain people, when I say God-gifted, I mean you are doing exactly what God puts you on this planet to do. I think, I think Westbrook would be great at almost anything he chose to do because he's athletically gifted. Just like, just like... Derek Rose? Close. I was actually going to say, uh, oh Jesus, what is his name? How come I can't remember his Point name? Guard? looking right in his face. Point guard, not in the league right now, slam dunk champion, played for the Knicks. Nate, Nate Robinson. Robinson. Nate Robinson is athletically gifted. He's not supposed to be as good as he is in basketball, but he's a freak athlete. So I think Talking if Nate, I think if Nate decided to like take up professional fighting, I think if he took up football, I think if he took up soccer, anything in, the, I think if he was swimming, anything in the realm of athletics, I think Nate is going to be crazy because he's he's athletically gifted. I don't think he's God-gifted. In other words, I don't think he's, you know, Jordan-like, Kobe-like, LeBron-like to where he can just do where basketball. Like, I couldn't see Kobe running track. I couldn't see Kobe playing baseball. Jordan, who's one of the greatest basketball players of all time, Mm -hmm. went and played baseball and stunk it up. Yeah. He's not athletically. He's not athletically gifted. Paul Jackson would be god gifted. Paul Jackson is god. Played two professional sports. But you see, and well, not just yeah, played them, yeah, but like played, played well, them well, yeah, like yeah. excelled in both of them. Yeah. But Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan is a prime example of god gifted. When you're doing what what God gave you a gift to do, it's like you can't do it wrong, even when you're just like not trying. He went to play baseball. He was terrible at baseball. Mm-hmm. He was a he was an average to below average baseball player. He gets on the court and he's Michael Jordan. It's a different thing. That tells me you're supposed to be playing basketball, dude. You're not athletically gifted. You're God gifted to play basketball. Nate, I believe, could step on a base. Yeah, those God given talent stuff is just crazy stuff. But you know, NBA season's around the corner. So, Thank God. Football season. <laughs> I, this is crazy. That starts literally next week. The the basketball season. Like, I can't believe it. Like, I thought I wasn't paying attention a lot in the preseason. But since the game is tonight, I'm gonna watch that because it's the next last preseason game. Um, Let's just get this last win. And go out four and one. Four, but it doesn't mean anything. I'm happy. I'm just entertained, bro. I, I mean, as long as they win, yeah, it's fine. But they gotta develop that culture because the first team they face is gonna be Atlanta um, Hawks. And they're a young team, just like the Knicks, kind of, because they just rebuild. They just drafted Trey Young too. My thing is, rebuilding a culture starts with winning. It is. And that's what Fizz is doing. 
And hopefully he helps these point guards out too because they gotta they gotta figure this out quickly, man. Well, somebody's gotta go. My 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 vote is for Moutier. Yeah, Moutier's been stinking it up. He has to. I think he has to go. Yeah, it's just he's not good. He can't really do. He can't even finish. Mm-mm. Like he, he like doesn't finish at all. Well, actually, like he's not, really not bad passes, but it's like super. He obvious. is really bad at trying to finish the ball now. It's incredible. That's why I'm like, why why can't you finish at the basket? And and I don't expect whoever our starting point guard is to be able to do the job effectively without uh, regular minutes. Yeah, you got to keep him in there. That's how that works. Mm-hmm. That's so, why I say it might be Trey Burke or Frank. Uh, Mike, I'm still going for Trey. I will too, but the, based on what I've seen preseason, he's been struggling a lot. Well, so I don't know. Right. He might be better coming off the bench as a six man. Again, I think that's a consistency thing. I think if he was he wasn't worried about having a job, he'd play a lot more relaxed. Do you think these these point guards are worried about having not having a job? That's why it's getting into their head, like oh they can't play their game. Yeah, like whether or not they're gonna start or not. Yes, I think that I think that matters to all of them. Well then Frank, well then Fizdale needs to talk to them then because we can't let this happen. Like they gotta be focused on the court. You can't just try to worry about oh I'm not gonna get this job or I won't, oh I can't play and I'm gonna be coming off the bench. They can't worry about that. You definitely can't be herky jerky with the rotation. You gotta keep it. Well, he played 15 people in preseason already. How many things he's going to play in the season? 10? We'll find out. Because I don't him, I'll play 10. So, we'll see what happens, though. It's going to be interesting to talk about next week, the NBA season. Finally. Yes, talk, talk about the Knicks and all the primetime games. So, we'll see what happens. But you can follow me at Morning is 10. I'm over at Mr. Mech. This is all this is on SoundCloud and iTunes. See you next week. Peace.